Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So I'm coming to you pre-recorded from a guest bedroom at my parents' place in Martha's Vineyard. I had set up a huge chunk of my tour around a family vacation in Martha's Vineyard. And at the last minute, my husband and my baby were unable to meet me here. So I'm just visiting my parents, which is great, but there was supposed to be a baby and a husband here. So now I'm just in a guest room in my parents' rental house, feeling like a teenager, sleeping on a twin bed with a tiny dog next to me. Anyways, and when we went to go record this week's episode of Ask Eliza Anything, I realized because they're my parents, the Wi-Fi was terrible. So we weren't able to do it. I didn't want to have warbly recording. I didn't want to do it over my phone. We really always want to give you guys a quality show, not some after fart that we recorded on a Nokia flip phone. So I'm not even going to tell you it's remastered, but we're re-airing one of our fan favorite episodes called It's a Doozy. And we will be back next week with quality shows, quality assured, koala. Thanks. I don't know what that was. I took some melatonin. But we love you guys so much. You know we love doing the show. And I was just as disappointed as you are right now as you get in to drive to your shift uh, to realize that we couldn't record it for you. I look forward to these and we love you guys. Emily says she loves you too, but she was not a part of this recording. Enjoy this episode. See you soon. Ask me. about your dad that he I was talking to him on the phone while I was at my job because no one was here yes I was just alone in the office I was working I was like waiting on something and so I was talking to him like on speakerphone while I was working because I don't I feel like with it's fine. I'm getting my work done. I'm By not the way, bothering folks, anyone. This, you're not listening to this on two times speed. <laughs> Emily had a cup of coffee and she never drinks coffee. And things are going. She's ready to go anyway. But so he was like, you know, aren't you worried that you're in trouble for being on the phone at work? I was like, I mean, no, number one. But also, how would she know? And he goes, well, she could be recording you. And I said, she couldn't be because I would have had to be the one that set up the camera. Also, it's illegal, I think, to record your employees without telling them. Oh, I mean, you might have to have a visible camera. And you can't record the bathroom. But that's but all I want to record is the bathroom. <laughs> just the bathroom. Just one from the toilet up, like from, an upskirt toilet cam. You know what's happening? Like 
a lot of Airbnbs, people go, you know, there, you, there's a certain thing, like if you turn the lights off and you look through your camera on your phone, you can see it, you can see the IR sensors, like the red. I think about that in hotel rooms and I'm like, get ready because I That's poop kinda, naked. Yeah. Where it's like, if you want to see this, I, I, it's so gross. Well, I don't, the dump cam. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> speaking of dump cams, this first question has nothing to do with it. No. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Really love the pod and you too. Yeah. I'm a 23-year-old yeah. heterosexual man in an open relationship. Whoa. My girlfriend and I are a couple for eight years now. She's also my first girlfriend. We're very happy together. Wait, is that, is that 15? Yes. I did that in my head. We're very happy together and always enjoy each other's company in our tiny apartment. Also, the communication is perfect. We talk about everything and never have a problem we can't solve. I we don't her. have sex, but we do a lot of talking. I love her from the bottom of my heart, and I'm planning to marry her soon. Oh. The only thing in our relationship that bothers me is that her sex drive is lower than mine. We, yeah, she's a girl. We've opened up our relationship last summer, mostly because of that reason. To that time, she was the only woman I'd had sex with. Don't know if this is too much information, but feels like, yeah, I think that's important. It's very important. But also because we like the idea of, quote, free love. It's going great. We both enjoy it and are supportive of each other, but nothing much has happened to this point, to be honest. Wait, I have a question. Mm. Is supportive of each other like she brings home another dude and you're just standing there like, yeah, let's go, Lexi. <laughs> I think it's like just, just like cheering. being like, oh, I went on a date last night. Okay. Right now I'm dating another woman. She's great and I like her a lot. Also, the sex is fantastic, and we literally fuck all day when we meet. It feels like her and my Great. it feels like her and my sex drive are more leveled than with me and my girlfriend. I also tend to miss Leah quotes for a few days when she leaves, and I've been thinking about her a lot since we met. Yeah. Do you think I should actually consider living with another woman because of the difference in horniness? I should probably decide this on my own, but I'd still love to hear your take. I would also love to know what your opinions are about this whole open relationship slash poly thing. Thanks so much for the awesome pod. Look forward to every Wednesday. Look, at the risk of getting canceled, um, I know that I'm old and people are young and young people know everything. Hmm. Um, the 60s are over. And I also understand that people are like, sexuality comes in all shapes and colors and sizes and I'm not going to discount anything. But in general, people tend to not live this way. It's not even about openly, but just in general, because it kind of doesn't work where you keep everybody's feelings intact. You're 23. This is the first person you slept with, so you have a bond with her. Uh, I think you should take a break from each other and see what else is out there. You know, if you've only had one flavor of ice cream your whole life, you might love that flavor, but turns out another flavor doesn't give you diarrhea. So you're always going to be super sexual. Think back when you first started dating her when you were 15. So of course you're like super horny. But think back, like you're always sexually compatible for the most part with someone when you start and then it like fizzles because you, you know, You've seen each other when you're sick. You're sharing a house. You're sharing a space. You're fetching about dishes and macaroni in a pot. So what I think you should do, because someone will get hurt, like your girlfriend, unless she's just not into you, is going to be like, I don't want to hear Leah anymore. I think you should take a break from each other. Like move out and like figure yourself out. If you love something, set it free. I'm wondering what the conversations are between you and your girlfriend, because it yeah. sounds like- You're both look, not wanting to let go. Right, that's because it it's is. legitimate to not to want someone with the same level of sex drive as you. Like, that's fine. But are you and your girlfriend just staying together yeah. because you've been yes. together for so long? Because you're saying like, should I leave my girlfriend yes. for this other person? Does your girlfriend know you're having these thoughts also, that you might you're leave thinking her for that? that? 
I think you're young enough, you should be exploring. You can always come back to the girlfriend, but the fact that you're both okay with it means that you're both mature enough to have this conversation. Be mm-hmm. like, let's just take a break, not living together. And, does, and, and by the way, you don't have to move in with the other girl. Does the other girl want to date you, mate? Yeah. Because here's the thing for me in Los Angeles, every dating app, everyone is, Paul, everyone's in a ethically non-monogamous relationship and I'm not interested and I'm sick of that being everyone's situation. And so it's like, does, but but some people just do, that. that's fine, but does this girl even want a relationship or is she happy that you have a girlfriend you go do all the boring stuff with and exactly. then you come over to her house and, and have sex with dump her? dump out on her. So yeah. by the way, we, we fuck all day, like, Okay, well, that's going to get boring, I promise you. Right. So just, I think you need to rest that D, take a beat, and figure out, and just be, not so much be alone, but not be with your current girlfriend. Yeah, because if you're getting all of your emotional needs fulfilled by her, and and maybe it works out for the three of you that you are with both women, but it sounds like you don't, it sounds like you want to leave one for the other, in which case it's like, right. I know a couple, I know a thruple, and they live on a farm, and they do really well together. And they have a kid and it's like, it, they've worked it out. Sometimes it does work, but you've got to give yourself the options mm-hmm. to be fair with everyone. That's what we think. Yeah. Weird though. We have the exact same opinion. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Liza and Emily. I'm writing about my relation with my uber conservative boober, boomer dad. My uber okay. driver. I was raised Baptist. Think no dancing, gambling, toxic purity culture, and all-around shame-based religion. Now that I'm an adult, 29 female, married, and moved away from my hometown, I've built my own belief structure and opinions. Shocking, I know. I grew up being told and believing that gay people were bad and pretty much anyone who didn't live the same life as us were wrong and going to hell. Luckily, I don't have the hate-based views anymore. I have worked in healthcare for six years and I'm starting medical school in August. Thank goodness I changed almost all my opinions slash beliefs I was raised with or else I would be a terrible physician. So we have a question, then we have an update. So let me do the question first. My question is, do I pretend to still share the same views as my dad to keep the peace or do I tell him my views and say, oh, well, if he decides to disown me, no, I am not being dramatic. I wore a rainbow face mask in front of him once and he called me a week later asking if we needed to get family involved to pray the demon away that has entered my life. My husband and I are on the same page as far as religion and opinions, so I'm safe there. So well, now we're snake handlers. Keep the peace or at later days in my relationship with my dad. It's pretty rocky already, so do without what you will. Okay. Now, Here's- bumping up because update. My dad just sent me this text because I posted a picture of my friend and I and I was gasp wearing a rainbow mask. Oh my God, your dad's coming out. Your dad's secretly gay and he's pro-vaccination. It has been brought to my attention that you have posted a picture on the internet sporting your gay colors. What do I tell people when they ask me about that? I haven't replied. I'm so close to telling, to just telling people we aren't related. Thanks in advance, future physician. Right, you know, that's so tough because I have so many snarky answers. One being like, what are gay colors? Two being, why do you care what people think? Three being, tell them I'm a straight person who supports gay people. Or four, tell them, say, dad, I'm gonna start telling people you're gay if you don't back (laughs) off. (laughs) No. And you can reckon with that. You know, you're an adult and you're married and you're building your own life. And I think it's, can you both just agree to disagree? Can you just be like, this is what I believe and these people deserve respect and we don't have to talk about it, but you can't keep coming at me for this because you still get to vote how you want and you still get to treat people how you want. Your dad probably doesn't come in contact with anyone between his peanut shelling job and the hole that he lives in. So I don't know where I got that. Yeah. So maybe your version of keeping the peace is saying like, hey, 
you're not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change your mind. So can we just not talk about this? Because he seems to keep bringing it up. Right. So she had worn it in front of him and he was like, a week later, like, do we need to pray for you? And then he saw it online, which I'm guessing is someone else saw it and told him like, your daughter on Facebook has a gay mask. And he is then being like, "What? Who, what's going on? What are you doing? And it's like, it just- You, you gotta be, you don't even have to be combative. Be like, I think gay people are humans and they deserve our support. And I'm going to continue to live my life that way. Yeah. You don't have to make it a conversation. You're like, tell me what's the difference between like, you don't have to. You don't even have to engage because that he's that type of person that's going to have his argument isn't based in logic. So Mm -hmm. you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to answer. Dad, this is what I feel. I don't want to make a thing about this, which is like a really Jewish. I don't make make a whole thing. Uh, Let's just agree to disagree and move on. You're not going to change him. He's not going to change you. Yeah, it's just really sad. It is. Luckily, his kind, and I'm not talking about boomers. I'm talking about closed-minded people. Dwindling. Talking about boomers. Yeah. Not all boomers feel that way. That's insane. I know. I didn't say they did. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. 
And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot slash Eliza. I've got a doozy. My uh, older sister. You wrote that or they wrote it? <laughs> no, they wrote it. Okay. <laughs> you imagine if I just was like, this question's a I was doozy. Pumped. My older sister, who is 28 years old, has a drinking problem. I'm a 22 year old female. For the past year, I thought it was the fault of her douchebag corrections officer fiance. Oh. However, they broke off the engagement and my sister's behavior has continued to get worse. In June of 2020, she got a DUI and convinced me it was due to the stress of their engagement. She was on an empty stomach, day off, had a big glass of wine. She blew a .22. That's a real big glass of wine, right? Yeah. Is it a .18 where it's illegal or is it a .08? Is it a .08 and that's so much alcohol? I don't know. I don't think anybody gets in trouble for a glass of wine, so I don't know. Or maybe they do. Maybe they do, but this is not good. Months later, they called things off and due to her DUI, she convinced me to title and insure her car. I know I'm naive and dumb for doing this. Ignored red flags. She's got a big problem with taking responsibility. Anyways, about a year later, July 2021, she had a meltdown at my parents' place while taking care of her horses and started waving a shovel and screaming at them about how they're responsible for everything. At the horses? I think at her parents and how she's going to kill herself. My parents called the cops on her and she blew a .24 and was held at a psych facility for two days. She promised she would get sober and get help, but has not done any of that since the 4th of July shit. My parents are on the verge of writing her off, but as mad as I am at her, I also recognize she has a disease and I love her. Wait, not- if you recognize it's a disease, then you have to know that her husband didn't, her fiance didn't Yeah, I think it. that's, she's realized that. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not sure what to do and hate confrontation, so I'm struggling. I would have thought my parents having the cops called on her would have been an eye opener, but she's continued to behave as if nothing happened. You got to grow up and- You know, women always hate confrontation because nobody wants to be the bad guy and it's uncomfortable. In actuality, the kindest, most loving, caring thing you can do for her is have that intervention. And by the way, I say this, not having any alcoholics in my life, but Uh just this is what people do. Have that come to Jesus, you and your parents, your behavior has affected us in the following ways. We would like to drive you to get help right now. And I think there are people you can call that will help with this. If not, we will not be able to help you anymore. It, it, otherwise, you will be paying for her mistakes for the rest of your life. And she's going to die. Yeah. And it's going to get, it's going to be real messy. So the best thing, it's the most painful thing, but it's the kindest thing you can actually do. It's like dragging your dog to the vet to get their teeth clean. They don't want to go. It hurts, but- you're trying to keep them alive and they don't realize it. Think of your sister like that. Yeah. That's all you can do. It sucks. I know you wanted to hear like, you know what? Just endure it. See what happens. You draw on the strength of your parents. The three of you get there together and that's what you do. Yeah. I think it's, I, I would be curious how you've approached it in the past because I'm wondering if it's like calling the cops. It's like, what do you do? Why do you do this? If you can approach her, not when a 
cataclysmic event is happening just on a regular day and say, look, I love you. I care about you. I want to talk to you about this. Not yeah. when tensions are at like the She's going to freak out. She's going to be like, this wasn't my fault, but it's a pattern of it's not my fault. Look what happened. Yeah. Um. And so that's what you got to do. And you've got to be prepared to walk away after that. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Having never done that, that's what I'm telling you to do. Having never done that. Why, why would I? I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an expert. I just no. know that that's the thing. No. No, you have to remedy I'm, the situation. That's like saying my foot hurts. I'll just keep running on it. Like, no, you have to cut off your foot. And at a certain point, you can only help someone who wants to help themselves, but she's lucky to have you in her corner. And that extends to like friends, mm-hmm. relationships. Like if someone doesn't want to help themselves, like you have to ask yourself, how much pain am I willing to go through if someone doesn't even care about themselves? Yeah. She's lucky that she has you. Yeah. Get to go to rehab. Upstate. Watch the movie. 28 days with oh. Sandra Bullock going to rehab after she drives her car into her sister's wedding. Jesus. I mean, it's like, oh, that's funny, but like you could have killed so many people. So yeah, a DUI is not, you could kill someone okay, we, and she needs to this. take it seriously. Okay. Hey, lies in the gang. I have a job dilemma. I work at a company that I have a high ranking position that pays me very little. Top keyboard off. I manage a team of four and deal with 113 and growing clients. I don't have an office line and have been threatened, yelled at, and inappropriately messaged by clients, to which my CEO responded, you can file a police report if you want, but I don't feel it's necessary. Do whatever you want. Sorry, you got to wear that mask if you work at Dairy Queen. The job is extremely stressful, but I love the people and learn a lot. I've had numerous people tell me that I should look for something new due to the fact that I'm not paid well, shown any appreciation, the company's complete disorganization, receive no benefits, and I'm paid as an independent contractor who's expected to work as a full-time in-office employee. Mind you, no one but myself wears a mask. I'm sorry, what's the question? As much as I love having my own office room and the big title as a young person, I'm 25, I feel torn as to whether it's the right decision to stay or find something new. Please help. 100% Get out. Leave. Get 100%. out of there. 100%. Don't do that job. What are you doing? Why be miserable? Are you 50 saddled with four kids and this is your only income? No. What are you doing? Here's what will happen. You'll leave. It'll either put the fear of God of the employer to give you all the things that you want. Yeah. Uh, or you find a better job. Yeah, this is not. The, what Why are the benefits? Do- the benefits, just the title. You'll I, have the title on your resume. Also, yes, you'll have that forever. Also, I love the people. Which ones? The ones yelling at you? Or your four other co-workers you're being abused to the point that calling the cops might be an option by the way like the mask thing is weird also like you can keep those relationships and you might inspire others for a coup get out run don't walk come on yeah yeah fucking nutsack we have an update sorry i said nuts (laughs) we have an update from sasha with the russian accent oh so for those of you that don't remember this girl this girl uh her boyfriend is russian just weird, or maybe but okay. her husband. Her husband, someone, her, someone husband. she's with. Her husband, sorry, is Russian. They moved, I think it was in Texas. They moved to a new neighborhood. And when they moved in, she decided to fake a Russian accent when she met her neighbors. Uh-huh. Thinking, although it's weird because they're your neighbors. Oh, I guess, right. You thought you were only going to be there for a little bit. I don't think it was even that. I think it was just she just met them and talked in it and then was like, whoops. No, it she wasn't, wasn't that. It was they you were there for three years. Right, which is insane. It's weird. And we <laughs> and she's like, Am I a bad person? We're like, You're a bad person. But she faked a Russian accent. Yeah. And then she realized we're gonna be here for a while. And it's like, oh, oh, I have problem. Yeah. And so you're like, we she was like, Do I come clean? Do I keep faking the accent? We said, brush it off, come clean, be like, and say nothing, or just be like, I was doing an accent. Sorry, what this is so awkward, but I don't sound like that. 
<laughs> okay, so, so update. Oh Sasha from Texas. Dear Eliza and Emily, thank you all so much for the stellar advice. I'm so, more, I'm so much more relaxed and comfortable in my yard now that I've got an actual plan for what to do and how to act like a normal person again. As for the Russian accent, I use the neighbors because you asked Eliza like how legit it is. Yeah, yeah. I've cultivated this accent for over a decade and have had years of hearing my husband's very Russian family speak and the way that they use certain English words and phrases, so I am told mine is quite authentic. That being said, I laid it on thick, like thicker than a bear's coat in the middle of Siberian winter thick, full-on Boris and Natasha, which is funny because my husband's name is Boris. Thank you again. I love the podcast and admire all your work in social activism. Sasha from Texas. That's not an update. The update is that now she can actually go outside and not be scared. But yeah, we want to hear back. No, we don't know what you're doing. Because you're going to, what, keep doing spy accent or you're going to let them know? She said she's going to act like a normal person again. So yeah, we'll that was our advice was just act normal. Probably no one will ever call you out on it. Probably. Cause my not, I want to be an astronaut. Whoa. What about Eliza? Thank you for saying it. I hate hubby, wifey, prego, and preggers in all forms. Oh. The only one I can tolerate is Pregito, which sounds like burrito, and I think it's adorable. Thoughts, is that better or worse? Definitely That's not worse. Spanish. It's not a word. Uh, I love it when my Instagram crosses over into my podcast life. I just went on a mini rant the other day about how much I really loathe preggers, prego, and it's the amount of people who are so sweet, they're like, oh, yeah, you're preggers. I, I just don't believe in, like, yeah. diminutive language geared toward women. Dogs, it's different, but, like, I don't even love the word pregnant, but that's what it is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, while I'm at it, I hate hubs, wifey. Yeah. Not a fan of calling women females. Yeah. Like, we're all pit bulls. Uh, anything that's, like, a colloquialism or, like, internet jargon. Someone brought up the other night, they were like, what about bae? Remember when there was, like, a trend where it's like, bae caught me slipping. And I was like, that's a picture you took of yourself pretending to sleep. People don't usually take pictures of you sleeping. And if they do, that's very weird. It's so weird. You it's always like, clearly like a lie. Like nobody's taking. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. Very few people are even taking pictures of you without your consent. So. I know. They really aren't. No one wants a picture of you. <laughs> Nobody wants a picture of you. Anyways, Bay, that's a bad one. Uh, my friend Steve Weissman said, treat yourself. And it's even worth treat yourself. Treat yourself. A toast to you. That one bothers me. I got a lot. But mm. on that day, I was like, preg, preggers, mm. prego, mm. prego. I'm spaghetti. I don't like pupper. Puppers. I don't like doggo. Don't like. It's by all very like internet jargon. But it's like yeah. obviously. My use, human. Oh, it's just, I don't like internet versus in real life. Versus me being like, I'm Shani. I'm Dana Dana. But I don't. People can judge that as well. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. You can also keep saying all those things. I'm never going to not let you into a show. Get right. sued. Yeah. Kick it. Hey, Liza, baby, arm and tofu. I have a question. Yeah. Am I the asshole? Context. I, 24 female, met a guy, 30 male, and we've been dating for around three months. Too much of an age gap. Move on. He is smart, funny, handsome, and very romantic. I'm really happy in the relationship. There's one issue. His brother, his younger brother, 28, was recently caught in an undercover operation where he allegedly sent inappropriate messages to a teen girl who was a cop. No one was actually hurt. Oh, like a Chris. Like a sting operation, yeah. Chris Hamsmith. Chris Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. I'm Ed Harris. To catch a predator. No one was actually hurt. To, to catch a pregger. But the brother now could be charged as a sex offender. Oh. I haven't told my friends or family about this, but thinking of his brother around my younger sister, 20, or younger cousins under 18 kind of freaks me out. My boyfriend is really upset about it and has distanced himself from the brother. Am I exaggerating here? Am I the asshole? Please help me. 
There's nothing to do. The guy's either going to jail. Well, so it's like, I think she's wondering, like, do I stop dating this guy because his brother is a sex offender? I don't think so. I don't, you, the brother, the brother isn't sticking up for. Yeah, if the brother was like, look, it's his right to fuck some underage chicks. Yeah. The brother, first of all, the guy you're dating, I don't know if you love him, but like, I think that's, it's not even like, oh, what great character. Like, he's doing the human thing. And that's really tough on him. Uh, Also, you know, this is rough, but like, if the guy is guilty, then he'll probably go to jail. But if he's not guilty, like there is a world where like, what if he didn't do it? Like, what if it was an extenuating circumstance? Like, I don't have all that info. Mm. You know, like there is the version where it's like, she said she was 18. I don't know. Mm. We do live in a country where an accusation is a conviction. I am not on his side. But if it makes you really uncomfortable and you're not in love with this person, like that's totally okay too. But it's good that the person you're dating is distancing himself. himself. And that may be all you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't want to live uncomfortably, so. Yeah. Also, if you're just dating, why does your sister or cousin or whatever ever have to be around the guy's brother? I never see my husband's brother. I feel like we see him all the time. Not as often. It's not like they're like, oh, it's not like everybody love Raymond parents where they're like always here. So how often are they really seeing each other? Is it a small town? Do they have access to each other? Do they know each other? Are you jumping to a conclusion? Is this your way out of a relationship? Mm-hmm. Which is also fine if you want to get out. Yeah, it's but... all, all these options are fine. Yeah. yeah. It's totally fine. Hello, Eliza. Baby arm, smoky husky, sweet, sweet, snuggly, snow beach. Love the podcast, everything you do. Congrats on new baby. So excited for you and Noah. I'm in the middle of a dilemma with a longtime and very dear friend. Let's call her Alex. We are both 27 and we met at sleepaway summer camp 16 years ago. We shared an apartment for almost three years after college. We still live in the same city. We've traveled together, gone out a ton, confided in each other. She vents to me about her family, career, and personal life all the time. All of this means that I know her really, really well. My dilemma is this. I am very suspicious that Alex is on the autism spectrum. She seems to have had many major symptoms. She's already been professionally diagnosed with a personality disorder that is often comorbid with autism. I also know that ASD is woefully underdiagnosed in women and girls. I saw that documentary too. <laughs> and called, that it, Like dating on the spectrum or something. And that it rarely presents in the ways we usually think it does. I remember being kids together and noticing she was different from the other girls in some ways. And now that we're adults, a lot of things about her behavior and personality would be easily explained by ASD. I'd always brush stuff off as her being a little ditzy and awkward, but now I'm almost positive there's more to this. Over the past 16 years, I've repeatedly noticed Alex's inability to read other people and many social cues, as well as a general lack of self-awareness. Sure, she's done a comic? I know, right? right. She paces and flaps her arms even in public. She fixates obsessively on certain topics, has impulsive behavior, lack of coordination, a bouncy walk, and is frequently unable to follow directions. In all conversations, she always interrupts and turns every topic back to herself. She once told me in passing about when she was a child, another adult pulled her mom aside and told her they suspected Alex had autism, but her mother brushed it off. I recently told my suspicion to a third mutual friend who also knows her, and third friend told me she had suspected it for years, as if it's completely obvious. So, hearing a close friend tell you they think you're on the spectrum would be incredibly hard. She's a very sensitive person who is prone to depressive episodes. I don't want to hurt her feelings or jeopardize our friendship. However, if she does have ASD, being diagnosed and seeking appropriate treatment would change her life for the better. She also struggles with severe depression and anxiety and has seen therapists on and off. It can be hard for her to make friends, though she does have them. Her love life has been both unfulfilling but also risky, and she can't connect with men or tell them or tell when someone obviously doesn't like her or is using her. She has a very strained relationship with her family. 
This in particular causes a lot of stress in her life. She's frustrated and has trouble understanding why. She's one of the nicest people I know and can care deeply for others. She's a 4.0 in her grad program. We have a lot of fun together. The majority of people on the spectrum are able to lead fulfilling and happy lives. And I wonder if it would be worth telling her how I feel in the hopes that she can better understand herself and seek any appropriate help. Thank you for listening. It's tough. Yeah, I don't, I can't. It's tough. Here's what I would say. I would assume at this point she likely has suspicions about the same thing since she says that her mom, you know, her mom was told, like, she she has therapists. I would imagine a therapist might have brought it up to her. You can't diagnose someone else and you can't tell them. And I understand the fact that it's like people who, who had dyslexia, who realized they had dyslexia, suddenly are like, oh, the way that I can read is this other way and it works perfectly. Like, you get, there are certain fonts that work for dyslexia. There are, okay. it's like being able to, uh, be attuned to those sure. issues and overcome them. So I understand your desire for her to like know that this is what's going on so that she can work to have tactics to help it. But it also is really hard to tell someone, I think I'm, yeah. I think you should be diagnosed with this thing that you haven't been diagnosed with. It's also tough too, because I don't know if she'll understand, even though she's obviously very intelligent, like so many people, when there's something quote unquote wrong, um, they're like, I went to doctor after doctor and then I finally got a diagnosis. Now I can begin. A lot of people search forever for a diagnosis for something and half of it is like not knowing. And so, yeah, you're not a doctor, but all signs, even in hearing that do point to that, you know, does she have the emotional intelligence to be like, hey, like maybe you can get to a place where you're like, do you know I love you? Do you know that I only want the best things for you? And like saying, you know, because if she's difficult to be around, you know, I'm wondering why you want her to discover this. Is there something in her life that's lacking? Is she making more mistakes than the average girl? Like a lot of people have bad love lives. So, or is that like, is there something that you hope she can get from this that she isn't getting already? Cause she seems like a high functioning, normal person. Yeah. So I guess I would look at motivation and I think about a way to say it and just know that if she gets mad about it, you're doing it from the highest of light. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess it's the question is, let's say she saw a therapist, like in what ways would her life be better? But I think we tiptoe around stuff too much in this society. She probably is on the spectrum. If this many people are saying it and there's this many signs, you can rest well knowing like I was trying to help my friend. Mm -hmm. It's not like that armchair psychology that girls do where it's like, you're bipolar, you're crazy, you're a psycho, you're anorexic, like from a mean place. So maybe you can get it calm and say this to her and be like, I've pulled up this research. I wonder if it's not even that. And it's just like the next time she complains about the way that someone reacts to her or whatever, you can be like, look, I was thinking about it and I wonder if you have autism and that's why you didn't understand what that guy was saying to you, you know? Yeah. And if so, like there are a lot of resources for how you can kind of be more aware when talking to other people. Like just like that. bring it up in the, because I, I, don't also, tell like, her unless you think it will improve her life. And if you think it'll improve her life, do it when it would improve also, her it's life. It's not like you're saying you have autism. Now we have to cart you away. Like no, she already like, not taking anything away from her. It's tough though. But like kudos to you for like seeing the kind person she is and being that girl's friend. And just, I think you can only do what you can do. Right. But I don't you, think you should be afraid of it. No, but you know, it's like if you think that her life would be improved. Sure, yeah, will but... it be improved? That's the thing. Yeah. And also, you know, I what I have noticed, not that I know a lot of autistic people, but people, when they're given those tools and you say, well, you know, when you did this to this person, they probably didn't like it because of this. And then the person who's on the spectrum might say like, oh, okay, I see that now. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's kind of nice to go through life like that, having people point that stuff out if they're patient enough. So yeah, I would think about your motivation for it. Yeah. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Anything, anything juicy, anything weird? I mean, no, it's kind of, you know, we're helping the people with their lives. I feel like these have been pretty juicy. The DUI, I don't know, I feel like it's going good. I feel like this is a good episode. Pretty juicy. Hey, Liza, Emily, Teeny, Cheeny. More, more haunted mirrors. <laughs> Please. But I don't remember. Ghost of Hot Scotty and a Smoky Man. I want to get your advice on a somewhat time-sensitive manner. All right, well, we'll see. Who do I vote for, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? <laughs> So for context, I'm a 33-year-old woman from New Jersey and have this aunt, mom's sister, her name is Sue, that I do not get along with. Ever since I was little, she's been mean to me in ways that took me years to deal with. Things like telling me if I just lost a little weight, boys would like me, and it's such a shame because I have such a pretty face, made fun of the way I dressed, I was a tomboy and later a goth, criticized the job I have, I work as a legal assistant and plan on attending law school once I get my master's in labor relations and management, and bringing up things I did as a child that she disliked. Oh, that's the worst. That's such an old person thing. (laughs) 
Thankfully, she moved to Arizona a few years back. I have not had to deal with her and my uncle since then. But here's the problem. She is coming to visit other family here in Jersey, and she wants to see me and my brother. He also dislikes her. She was similarly awful to him. Now, I've ignored her texts and calls for years, and I've not given any indication that I want to speak with her. But I have another relative who I love and adore, my cousin Diane, who organized a dinner for us all to get together while my aunt is here. This cousin doesn't know I dislike this aunt because, to be honest, I just don't want the drama. So now Uh, I'm supposed to go to this dinner that I know will make me feel like shit. I'm finally in a healthy place after years and years of therapy plus working with a trainer to help with my disordered eating and my self-esteem. All is finally getting better with me. So the question is, how do I politely decline this dinner invitation without hurting my cousin's feelings but not releasing all this drama? I cannot ask my mom to talk to this aunt either because my mom is worse than this aunt. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Also for context. Okay. I have my answer, though. I don't need this anymore. aunt was a paramedic until she retired. My uncle was a cop. And they are both far from being the best shape. So the whole weight thing is extra annoying. And they're total Trumpsters on top of all. Thanks for your advice. Okay. You also, my boyfriend and both love you. And let's never get to the pot. Thanks, Sarah. Oh, that's why you spread, spread through that part. Look, you're saying right now what I just heard is this person was awful when I was growing up. But I haven't talked to them in years. And I've done a lot of work to get to a place where I'm great. And if you truly are, then this should be a challenge that you'll have no problem surmounting. This is a great way to put to the test all the work that you've done. But at what point do you not, as an adult, do you just say like, this person's toxic, I don't want to be around them? Because by not going, you don't get to, you're denying yourself the excitement of seeing the other aunt who you can sit next to. The cousin. Cousin, whatever, who you can sit next to and enjoy them. Part of being an adult is withstanding and enduring people. You will be limiting yourself and not seeing the family that you do want to see because of what you think this person will be. They may have calmed down. They may look at you differently. They may be proud of you. They may not be as, I mean, they were probably horrible, but it probably won't be like that now. And you're a different person now. So I think it's a great chance to let go of all that and go in there as the confident, accomplished woman you are that Mm -hmm. feels great. So you claim and has done all this work. So you claim and utilize those tools that therapy has given you and that your new self-esteem has given you. And it's tough because she might say something that triggers you and then you're like, you've always been a fucking bitch. So this is an exercise. And I think you'll come out of it proud of yourself or feeling bad. Like, oh, she wasn't so bad. And by and if she is a bitch, like you can feel free to let loose. But I, I wouldn't. And I, I think, you know, family can be awful, but also great. So just take the good with the bad. And if she's really horrible, like you can always leave. And there's nothing to think about it. But don't let her win. Is your brother going? Like, what's his... Is he going to go and just sit through it? What are like, you guys going to eat? You know, there's a lot of enduring. A lot of... you don't. And by the way, you don't have to give oxygen to everything. You know? Oh, I thought you were going to do this. Look at your face. Be like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you just stay cool as a cucumber. I think it'll be a really great exercise to see if you are as healed as you believe you are. Okay. That's what I think. I've dealt with that where I'm like... I. Do not like this relative. I do not want to see them. But if I don't see them, I don't get to see the ones that I do. And I don't get to have those memories. Yeah. So don't let her dictate your happiness. Yeah. That's what I think. All right. Well, but also if you really feel like you can't do it, you can say you're sick. You can always leave. You can always get diarrhea halfway through. Let us know what you did. Yeah. Dear Eliza, Emily, and Snow Peach, I have been friends with a girl, Jane, 27, for a couple years now. Since I've known her, she's been friends slash roommates with another girl, Sarah, who I've never met. Sarah is an awful roommate, and Jane is always complaining about her. I've told her many times it's not a healthy living situation and she needs to move on, and she says, well, I only ever vent about the bad stuff. I've given up and realized she wants to stay friends with her even if it's not good for her. But here, the biggest issue is the dog. 
Sarah has a two-year-old lab that is super sweet. She got her for her mental health, which I get, but she treats the dog like an accessory. Pre-COVID, she would leave the dog in a crate all day with no (gasps) food or water. And because Jane would finish work first, Sarah would expect her to take her out. Sarah travels a lot for fun, not work, and expects Jane to take care of the dog without even considering if she has plans. During COVID, it was better because they were both home. The dog could be out of the crate. But now Sarah's traveling again and going out more. Recently, she took a trip every weekend in a month and left the dog behind. She'll party all night and go home with someone, not even ask Jane if she can let the dog out. At the end of the year, Sarah and Jane are finally going to move apart, but I am so worried for this dog. I've met the dog, and she's a little wild because she does not get any energy out. I played with her for a solid hour while I was there. Jane was surprised how much she liked me. I told her this kind of dog needs to get energy out. I feel it's the worst. The dog may not be abused, but it is neglected. Jane does her best, but once she moves out, the dog is stuck with Sarah, who has never put this dog first. I've begged my friend to confront her, but she doesn't want to ruin her friendship. Is there anything I can do to look out for this dog when it's not someone I know who is treating her this way? I've honestly considered calling a humane society, but the only evidence I have is what Jane has said, and I don't think she would validate it if I risked her friendship. Can you reach out to that friend and be like, I live in a place with a yard. Can I have your dog? I mean, we don't know if this person can take the dog, but what can I do? My heart just breaks this dog. This is abuse. It's not, it's, it's- It's for sure abuse, and it's tough when you see an animal being abused because you're like, I don't know the person, or when someone, you know, it's so tough. Um, yeah. first of all, your friend's dumb for saying that long. Yeah. What, what do you have to lose by, can you take the dog? And what do you have to lose by being like, hey, can you I take that dog? don't want your dog. And by the way, say that. The girl's gonna be like, I'm a, such a good owner. Be like, hey, uh, th- next time you're over and the girl's there, be like, this dog needs a lot more exercise. Yeah. People don't like it when people know a lot about dogs and are showy about it, but you have nothing to lose by yeah. being like, this dog needs more attention. Can I take your dog for a walk? Can I do this? Maybe and be like, hey, um, is this dog for adoption? Like, are you getting rid of it? I would love to take it. Who cares if you offend her? She, you can at least let her know, like, this dog, this is animal. Like, nobody responds well to it, but I'm saying you've got nothing to lose by being like, would it make life easier if I took the dog? Right. You don't live. You don't live with this person. You can ruin the relationship. Yeah. I mean, if your friend wanted, uh, go over there to see your friend and call this woman out. I mean, this is this is abuse. That dog is also the fact that she just leaves. Yes. She just stays out all night. And thank God that Jane is there to let the dog out. But what if she wasn't? What 100%, if Jane went it's out? Disgusting. And you know what you could do is just take the dog and just be like the dog got out and then never see her again. <sighs> I would do if I were you. Steal yeah. That dog steal that expensive lab. Yeah. Anyway. That's rough. It's so tough when it's an animal and you see someone being mean to an animal or neglecting it even for a second. Yeah. Even though, you know, I get we're horrible to humans, but like a dog is, all dogs are perfect. Yeah. Thanks even if there's more. Taking them out. I know this, I know someone like this who has a dog that needs a lot of exercise and they never exercise the dog and the dog just wants it so bad. And you're like, I wish I could do something. Yes. Yes. It's awful. Yeah. She sounds like a selfish brat. Yeah. Uh, so you remember the person- Maybe who, there's a way you can go over, sorry, and just yeah. casually be like, hey, has this dog been out? No, sorry, I grew up with, oh, fucking lie. Be like, I grew up with labs. Um, I just, can out. I take this dog out? Like, this dog needs this. Oh, she needs it. Like, just keep pointing it out. Like, and she's going to get defensive, by the yeah. way, because nobody likes to think that they're bad at what they do. I bet she would like to not have the dog. I, it sounds like she bought the dog because she thought it would be fun and now she doesn't want to do the work. So I do wonder if you're like, actually, I like work with La- I could, you know. Can I take her? You're, you're going on vacation again. If you don't have the time for her, I could help find could her a new her. home. Yes, there you go. And just plant that seed. And it look, it's a lot of work on your end, but you know, I think that dog it. will appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, God, that breaks my heart. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, my dog is passed out with my foot on her neck under she the desk. She loves that. Please let me be near you. So we have an update from the woman. She didn't pass out because I put my foot on her neck. I rest <laughs> my foot there and she's like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the woman who uh, walked out on her husband who was cheating on her? And you were like, yeah. Yes. And she like did, got all the paperwork in order. And was just like, bye. She's and like, didn't say anything and just was like, update. I disconnected together. the utilities. No. She says, you can share my name. It's Michelle. Okay, yeah, Michelle. I'm more than happy to help others find strength and ways to get out and move on. So she's Ming underscore Chell. M-I-N-G underscore C-H-E-L-L-E. <laughs> yeah. Another funny fact to throw out there. One of Wait. my sisters- Oh, that's your handle. Yeah. Okay, got it. One of my sister's boyfriends also showed up to help move. And the first thing he did was run through the house and took all of the toilet paper. And then he said, I really hope he shits himself when he realizes you left and he won't have anything to clean himself up with. Love, love, love you all. That's That's hilarious. a great prank. That's such because a dude you're, move. You're going to you're gonna go in your bathroom. You're going to sit down. And then there's not going to be toilet paper. And you're like, what? Oh, my rage dump. Michelle. Oh, God. For you. Yeah. And also maybe share that guy's email for more like petty tips on how to get back at someone. Oh my God. That's so good. I love that. That's great. That, that is our new hero. For those of, of you that podcast. don't remember, Michelle broke Two up. Two weeks ago. Broke up with someone. I don't remember if he had. Husband. No, her husband had been cheating, cheating on, her on her for years. With like several with, women. And one woman for multiple years. Who reached out to Michelle to yeah. be like, what do I do? Yeah. Michelle didn't do what a lot of you do. Michelle wasn't like, what should I do? Should I say? <sighs> Michelle was like, peace. Never even let him know she was leaving like changed her passwords, changed her locks, was just out of there. Didn't yeah. even say goodbye. Yeah. Good riddance to Love bad it. rubbish. Yeah. Nobody ever says the rest of that. Oh. They always they say, say good, good riddance. riddance. No one ever says to bad rubbish. We don't have enough time. Hi, Liza. Baby, I'm hot. Scotty and Tini. Chini. Tino Chino. Not life or death situation, but I was just curious if Liza's kick it was based off the, the Beastie Boys. I think they were saying it anytime I hear fight for your right. Thanks, Rachel. 100%. And I Is didn't even realize it as I was saying it. But now you know. Kick it. You want to take your toilet paper away from your ex. It is. Kick it. Uh, I kind of, I don't want to say it anymore, I don't think. Okay. You don't okay. have to. I want to say something else. Nobody's, what are you going to say instead? Up next. Up next. You do it. I don't know if I like that. Do it fast. Okay. Do it true. Do it true. True to the next one. On to the next one. Rewatching Unveiled. And I need to know. Someone's this is from to. Rachel Tharp. What is your favorite Garth Brooks song? I don't consider myself a country music fan, but I love Garth. Also, your arms are killing it in this special. Thank you. Did a lot of uh, low weight, high rep for that. And uh, Colin Baton Rouge. All day, yeah. every day. Not friends in low places. I mean, honestly, I said it for the joke. I, I'm, uh, Garth, I'm a fan of Garth Brooks, but I'm not like a mega fan. I don't like celebrate the entire catalog, but Colin Baton Rouge is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And I think you can't like get it on Spotify and it's like hard to get, but mm -hmm. the song's so old, he has like call from a payphone. Yeah. It's a great song though. Yeah. Call him Baton Rouge. Why would you ever call Louisiana? All right. Red Hot Update. First off, congratulations, Eliza, welcoming a baby girl. So excited. Thank you. Well, I haven't done it yet, but thank you. You gave such awesome advice. So this was on a question where the two, remember the woman and her friend both had husbands who like their moms were way up in their business. The yes. mother-in-laws, the mother-in-laws are both like, can can they come over? They're going to come over and build our stuff. They're going to come over and like move our hutch. 
Whatever. No, you're not recapping it properly. <laughs> Two rich mother-in-laws who have the monetary resources to hire handymen are every weekend monopolizing the time of their sons to like fix things around their homes. Exactly. And the wives were like, come on. Like, come on. Get out of here. Yeah. Ag- Ag- Edna. Yeah. I listened to your advice a few more times, even shared it with my husband. We both agreed 100% and shared some laughs with the advice and comments you gave. It's been about two weeks since the episode came out, the episode called Conspiracy Cousin. <laughs> and my husband has been great with staying up to his mom. I think that was the big issue. He doesn't like confrontation and neither there do go. I. There you go. Prior to submitting my question, we both decided to stop giving up our weekend to in-laws. It's too much between my parents and his mom. My parents will invite us over for dinner. It's obviously an enjoyable time for me. And our but- sex sessions take all day. <laughs> but my husband can be overwhelmed. It's new family. It takes time getting used to. I feel the same with his mom. So we came up with a plan to mitigate tension with his mom. She wants to see him. I get it. But I don't have to tag along. And so far, these last two weeks have been pretty good. Of course, she says her usual, oh, where's Elizabeth? I hope she's okay and that I haven't offended her. She doesn't care. I have no idea why she says that unless she thinks she has said something offensive. Guilty conscience, perhaps. She doesn't care. She's anyway, just, just want to say thank you so much. Yeah. Love that you said it's his mom. Don't get in between. There you Such go. Such great advice. There you go. I suppose I should be extending a thanks to Ronnie, too. P.S., for sure coming to see you in Raleigh, VIP and all, because my husband loves me. And yes, I do have some control. There you go. Yeah, Just so for nice. sure people listening, my advice was if it's a mother-in-law issue, do not get involved if you're the girl, if you're the wife, because the wife always gets blamed. It's Don't always the it. evil wife. And the son's just like the innocent guy. He's got he's to gotta deal with his folks. You got to deal with yours. Yeah. Okay? Good for you. Yeah. Don't get, that was my mom's advice when I got married. If there's ever an issue with your husband, between him and the a woman in his family, do not get in between because it yeah. will very quickly become your problem. Yeah. Do not be the mouthpiece for your husband. Do not be the emailer for your husband. Do not be the go-between, the guard, the cover point. Mm -mm. You got your own life. So we have an anonymous question, and there is a trigger warning for sexual assault. Hi, Lies and gang. I've got a doozy for you. So two two doozies today. What if I'm triggered by the word doozy? I am a 24-year-old female finishing up bachelor degree, going in my master's. Myself and two other girls, Mary, 24 female, and Delilah, 23 female, have been friends for six to seven years, met in university, best friends, okay? They both finished university. We're all getting ready to start careers and lives. Mary shocked Delilah and I in March with the news of her longtime boyfriend, we'll call him Andy, 26 male, whom she lives with, being accused of sexual assault by his ex-girlfriend who was also suing him. We were supportive of Mary and made sure she had a shoulder to cry on or a place to stay. The investigation went on for months. Some point before November, Andy came clean and told Mary that, in fact, it was not an ex-girlfriend, but a one-night stand who was accusing him and not suing him. It's a lot of lies. So why did you think she was being sued? I'm sure that's what he told her. Why did he say that? I don't know. Maybe it was seemed less. Like, maybe then it seems like they're there for money. Yeah. We all were yet again shocked, but Mary stayed with Andy and supported him. November rolls in, Andy was officially charged and a court date set. Mary had a lot of anxiety and doubts about Andy's character, somewhat thought about leaving him until and gave him an ultimatum to tell the whole truth or she was leaving. He hired a very high-end fancy lawyer who said there was a small chance of going to jail. Fast forward to the court date, Mary informs us that not only was his story about the one-night assault not true, but in fact was an assault on a seven-year-old girl whom Andy, 16 at the time, lived with while playing hockey with the victim's older brother. Andy lied about everything. Andy and his lawyer took the plea deal, pled guilty to only groping, so he got no jail time or a permanent record, just community service and probation. 
When Mary told Delilah and myself we were sick to our stomachs, we found out that it happened almost 10 years ago, so now the girl is 17 and decided to come forward. Mary herself was a victim of child grooming and assault. She sadly also lived with her abuser for years. We gave Mary a couple of days to think about everything, but when we talked to her about the situation, we asked her how she felt, and Mary said that the victim was lying. Mary started shaming the victim and belittled her character. She said the girl was probably making it up to punish her and Andy for having a happy life because the victim's brother was jealous of how Andy's life was turning out. Delilah and I are at a loss for words. We don't know how to handle this and to boot. Andy's making nasty jokes about the victim and the trial. The jokes are disgusting and he's over the moon about the plea deal and the nothing community service and probation for a fake confession he had to say so the victim would stop bothering him. Delilah and I can't stand Andy or the comments from Mary and Andy. Both Delilah and I feel sick when we see him and would rather throw ourselves into traffic than be in the same room as him, but Mary brings him everywhere she goes. What should we do? Should we stop hanging out with Mary and let the friendship die slowly? Do we say something in reminder of her past or do we still remain friends with her and make sure to not see Andy? Do we tell her we can't be friends and just cut ties? We don't see her at any point believing the victim and will always blame her. This is so heartbreaking on so many levels. We're at a loss. Please help us. Thanks for any advice you can give. We really use it. Um, That is so heavy. And honestly, I, I couldn't be friends with Mary anymore. I couldn't either. With the way that she's treating this victim. I understand that it's self-preservation on her part. I understand that she is a victim. I understand that she's in an awful place. But if I were you, I would be like, Mary, I am here for you if you decide to leave, but I cannot support you while this. while this is happening. Your jokes uh-huh. are disgusting. Yep. It's aw- it would, it's awful. What would be horrible is if the girl really was lying. I mean, it's just she's the, not. She's, the not. It's, she's not. Nobody it's enjoys just, doing this. It's not like there's money at stake. It's not like the guy's famous. And the fact that he took a plea deal because he knew he was, you know. Right. And the fact that he lied about it so much. If he didn't do any of this, he'd be like, this little girl is crazy and obsessed with me. Always yeah. was. But the fact that he lied so many times. Changes, yeah, if if this happened, you would you would say to your partner if it happened, and you'd be like, oh my God, like this kid I knew when I was seven is not like, how crazy is that? And then he even tried to make it like, ugh, just some one night stand. Like, look what she's doing. And then like, no, she was seven. They're all, yeah, look, look, this is a character flaw. And if mm-hmm. you get abused, it's obviously not your fault. And by the way, just because something you get abused doesn't mean it's on you to like always believe every victim. Like that's no. so personal. I've never been sexually abused. I cannot even begin to open that can of worms. But this is coming down to a character flaw. It would be one thing if she was like, we don't believe it. But to make jokes like that, to make herself feel yeah. better, that's the character flaw. Yeah. And I think these cracks are showing now in your friendship. And I've definitely had people in my life where they've done something kind of disgusting or not even disgusting as much as just like, ooh, I that's not how I would behave. So you start to distance yourself and mm-hmm. it is okay to do that. Mm-hmm. It's also okay to say to her, I want to be upfront with you with how I feel about this. Yeah. And I don't know that I'm comfortable hanging out with you. If she asks, if she puts your feet to the fire. Yeah, but I think it, there's, if you want to say that you are, she is, she's as well a victim. And so if you want to say like, I am there for you when you leave. I heard you when you said it, yeah. But just to re- Like, you don't have to cut this woman out forever, but you can't. We believe he is toxic. I think you're right, Emily. You say, I'm there for you if you leave him, but we can't be part of this. And she'll be like, well, then you're not really there for me. It's too much. It's- Yeah. It's off. Out of your purview. It's above your pay grade. (laughs) Beyond your realm. Yeah. Yeah, that's brutal. That guy's a piece of garbage. Yeah. 
Whatever Canadian for garbage is. Fucking trash, eh? French for garbage. Which I think is the word garbage. Sounds French. Oh, tiny dog. Excuse you. Just underscore why, though. Hi, Eliza and Emily. My boyfriend and I have been together for about four months, but we've grown very close. Like, use the bathroom with the door open kind of close. What number one, number two? <laughs> or number three? Or number four? I've only met his best friend three times. The first two times Do you know number was- four is? No. Where you put this, the lid down and you poop on the lid and you no. just leave it there. That would have to be like, no, it's another liquid. It has cool to be something you, coming out of you. you thought that you have rules already for it. Three, I do have rules. Three and four have to be other liquids coming out of you. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you know, guys. For context, uh, been together for four months. I disagree I only with that, by the way. Well, oh, why? One, uh, one is, is Okay, it has to be something coming out of you. One is pee, two is poop. Three is diarrhea. Okay. And four. What about, can four be when sometimes when your diarrhea is green? Part of me wants to be like, that's never happened to anyone but you. Four is green diarrhea. Everybody knows yeah. that. <laughs> Out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, he met his best friend three times. The first two times he was pretty chill, but the last time he and his friends made plans days in advance, yet failed to ask anyone for a ride half an hour before the meeting time, showed up half an hour late and proceeded to act like it wasn't a big deal. But a lot of other stuff happened to make Wait, my what? boyfriend mad. So this, this best friend is just like not conscious of other people's time. Hey. A lot of other stuff happened to make my boyfriend mad, and he doesn't get mad. He's usually very level-headed when it comes to conflict, but this time he was yelling at the top of his lungs in front of the restaurant. I know I have no right to telling him who his friend should be, but he always tells me about the fights they get in and the friend's awful temper and communication skills, as well as how he gaslights everyone into thinking the other person was wrong for being angry with him. I've been to therapy for anger issues, so I would know, and this guy is 10 times worse than me. My boyfriend has done so much for this friend and gotten nothing in return. I don't know how to remain civil and be okay with that relationship. Sorry for the long question. Thought you'd like the context. Careful, because if you say anything, you are the bitch girlfriend. And you are between them, you know? Unfortunately, for the most part, you're on the receiving end, meaning like you're hearing from the boyfriend how frustrated he is and you've only met the other guy a couple times. Mm-hmm. The other, We all have those relationships where the guy's friend is the worst. So I think you have that conversation with your boyfriend. You're like, hey, I always want to support you. I really care about you. This person seems to always put you in a bad mood. So, you know, do you want to consider hanging out with them less? I don't care if you hang out with them at all, but it always puts you in a bad mood, which makes it hard for me to be around you. Yeah. But it's hard because you don't want him to be like, yeah, and Sheila says that you're a real piece of shit, Derek. Then all of a sudden it's your problem. So be careful not to get in the middle. Yeah. But look out for your mental health and what makes you happy. And does this guy miserable to be around after he hangs out with his friend? You need to say to him, he makes you less of a good boyfriend for me. Yeah. And I'm only interested in you being happy. Yeah. So what can we do? Yeah. There you go. I think that's fair. There Look, he's to- this guy is like toxic, but I get like if you're if yeah, your yeah. boyfriend wants to keep spending time with him, it's like, well, I don't want to hear about it anymore because he's be always awful. Anyway, why? I just can tell. Just tell. Top of the cup. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is Emily never drinks coffee. And she had one. You bought me one, which I don't think you've ever done before. (laughs) You bought me one today. And then you talked so fast in our meeting, saying things like in triplicate. And at one point I was like, you need to cool your jets. And I kind of loved it. And I wish that you drink more coffee because I operated a 10 and it was nice to have you alongside. (laughs) I'm tired now. Oh my God. I have to take a nap right after this. (laughs) You have to stay working, but. My, um. 
My top of the cob, it was honestly going to be that coffee. It was good. It was a change of pace. It was fun. I got an iced vanilla latte. It was great. It was so great to see you sore. See you sore. <laughs> Just leave me sore. Like, not ache, but fly. Up in the sky. What's your top? That's my top. Oh, you said, okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm still on the coffee. My bottom of the cob, I'm just going to say it. Okay. This will come out in two weeks. So perfect. The reason we were having coffee is because we were taking interviews for a new assistant. Yes. Because Emily um, is finally committing herself to a sanitarium for her movie addiction. Uh, because Emily is leaving. Yes. And very quickly, when you're hearing this, you don't need to DM us about the position. It will not be open. It's definitely not open to a fan. Um, and also, you know, she's leaving, thankfully, because she has some medical issues. No, she's <laughs> leaving because she's moving back moving home. back to Atlanta. She's not leaving me for someone else. Right. I'm not, as much as I try, I'm not going to be Kate Beckinsale's assistant. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like in what I'm she not, does. I'm not like leaving you. Well, as much as I try, I'm not, not going to look like Kate Beckinsale. So we all do what we can. So it's really heartbreaking. And she gave me three weeks notice and I've had nightmares about it every night. And I- <laughs> I have two if that makes you feel better. Wrote about it in my upcoming book. Oh boy. And I want you to know, I'm just going to say this now. Okay. Because you're looking at me. And even though <laughs> the it's in the eye. book, this is one of the greatest heartbreaks of my adult life. Oh no. This is- up, this is one of the worst breakups. <laughs> it really is bad. It's such a weird, like, when you quit a job, it's always, like, weird. You know what I mean? Like, it's always, like, unless it's truly so, so, cor- like, it's, like, corporate, like, McDonald's, and you're, like, I can't, and they're, like, we don't care. But because it is such a personal, like, one-on-one job, it's, like, I mean, you, I cried when I quit. Yeah. I, um, I did love seeing that. <laughs> did that make you feel better? Yeah. Um, But just, uh, I'm going to keep doing the podcast. Emily's still doing the podcast. And so if it you guys is, don't like that, let me know. <laughs> let me no, know, I guess. I think you're tolerated. Um yeah. But it is it's a breakup. Yeah, it really is. It's like a breakup nobody wanted. It's right, like, it's look, like, I gotta moving, go to school yeah. somewhere else. I'm oh. moving yeah. back to Atlanta. Um, so we have to get you. But it's like you have some very big shoes to fill. Yeah. So it's uh it's it's really sad and it's a testament to her character as an impeccable employee that I keep a very like close team and every yeah. person, like my mother gasped. People were like, no. Yeah. Everybody loves Emily, my publicist, my agent, my manager, people that I didn't even think you communicated with. <laughs> Long, no, not Emily. So it's really sad. It gives me a lot of anxiety. I think yeah. about it a lot. Yeah. And you were there on... You were there when I found out I'd had a miscarriage. You were the first person I saw. Yeah. You were there a millisecond. Within minutes, you saw me. Yeah, a millisecond before I found out I was pregnant this time. Yeah. You were also with my husband. We were both there. Yeah. You were the only one who took care of me on my wedding day when I couldn't figure out my dress <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. You have been there for my houses that I've bought, which uh-huh. is traumatic. You've been there to move with me. You carried with Blanche's body. Oh, yeah. When she died to the vet while listening to me cry on the phone from Japan. Yes. You ushered her little body and I think you picked up her ashes. Yes. You From take, a very weird place near the airport. You've let Tianfu vomit on you many times. <laughs> yes. You were there with the first, like you were, I, you've been there for, you were there before I knew Noah. Well, that's why I feel like timing wise, it's like we get someone new in yes. before the baby so that it's like- Fine. We make all the change and then they are there I'm for the I'm just saying new- nice things. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. An, but I want you to know, like I thought about like- Time, like 
timing and like, you know. I gotta get out of here. So I'll just make it. uh, It is like a death. It is. Like you won't be there. I mean, of course I can text you, but like. You've left still be talking every week. Indelible mark well, thank on my you. heart and soul. Should, my bottom is how it's going to be that one of my teeth it's hurt, about a movie, and I'm, I'm gonna scared. I'm scared that now that I'm like about to not have health insurance, that like my wisdom teeth are coming in ten years later. No, one of my in. teeth hurts. They're already in. I don't know. What's the teeth hurt because you eat garbage. No, have more it coffee. Feels like it's growing in weird, but I guess my bottom of the cob is quitting instead of that one tooth is pushing another tooth. Oh my god. Like I always say, one of the worst people I've ever met. (laughs) So, bye-bye, baby. I'll be here next week. Okay. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.